0: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
2: He called me a hoe because of it. And like he, like this was an argument every other day. And it's like, bro, if that's how you feel, why are you even talking to me? Yo party people, it's Ashley of singlewomanchronicles.com where being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. And today's episode is brought to you by my book, Single Woman Chronicles, and Atlanta love story, kind of. Dating in Atlanta is a struggle and Ariana knows all too well. She is a beautiful 28-year-old successful entrepreneur who has everything but what she really wants, a man. She feels doomed to be single forever after dealing with an ex that abandoned her and baby mama drama. She thinks God has cursed her until she meets Maurice, a charmingly handsome investor who sweeps her off her feet. She wants to give him her all, but doesn't want to move too quickly and fall into yet another situationship and be left heartbroken. After dealing with a city full of F-boys and men who don't take love seriously, how can she really know if what she has with Mo is is real? Could this be a love story or a story of continuous heartbreak and unintentional dating mistakes? You be the judge as you journey through Ariana's Single Woman Chronicles. You can get this book series on Books on Google Play, Amazon, as well as Apple Books, and it's available on Audible. All right, so today's story time is a little bit different just because this story time is meant to help somebody if they are in a relationship where they feel they may be experiencing verbal abuse Or if you know someone in a relationship and these signs stick out to you, let them know that they don't have to deal with this because it is not healthy, okay? So if you're listening to this and you know somebody, share this with them so that they can get out of that relationship because it's just really not healthy and it leaves emotional and mental scars for a long time. So let's get into it. My first... Verbally abusive relationship. I've been in an emotional abusive relationship as well. But today we're going to talk about the verbal abusive one. So I was 20 at the time and I met this guy and we are going to call him, Hmm, we're going to call him Michael. So I met Michael when I worked at a restaurant downtown and he came in with the birthday party. And so he came in and he tried to talk to me, my boss was talking to me. And so I ended up like, he was very cute. I'll say that. And so I ended up like walking by his table real quick and like handing him my number. And he like unfolded it and looked and I just smiled at him and I'm like, yeah, you got it. (laughs) So we started talking like every single day. I was seeing him every single day. And initially he was super, super smart. So, I mean, super, super sweet. So, um, at the time, I was a, I think I was a junior in college, and I was working two jobs, and I was struggling, y'all. Like, I was struggling, and (laughs) he was, like, my little moment of joy, like, my little moment of happiness. So, I really enjoyed going to hang out with him all the time. And he was in, I think, a community college, and he was working at J.C. Penney Outlet, I believe. And he lived with his sister and his mom, but he was really the man of the house because their dad, like, left. And they really looked to him to take care of a lot of things, so he had a lot of pressure on him. So, at the time, now, I can't say this. I was immature, And I just was kind of like all over the place. (laughs) So a lot of the times I would say little things. I remember one time um, I called his school. Like I called it like, you know how people be like, like, hey, what's up with your little job? Or what's up with your little school or with your little business? And I think I said that about his school because he was going to a community college. And oh my God, uh, I think I really like hit his ego. So I would like say I didn't say it on purpose. Like it wasn't intentional. I do not think like that now. So please y'all don't, don't come at me with the rah-rah. I have grown so much. I was 20 at the time. I am now 33. I do not think that about that at all. So I would never say that today, but I'm just giving y'all a picture of how immature I was and just how I thought and processed things. It was very different than it is now. So again, in the beginning, he was very sweet. We saw each other every day. He was very affectionate. He was very loving. He would like come to my job just out of nowhere, just to say, Hey, and just, he would tell me I was beautiful, all of this stuff like that. But then like one day it just switched. Like literally one day it just switched. And I spent years questioning myself on like, if it was my fault, because Again, I know my mouth back then was like a little reckless and just little things that I would say to him. I'm just like, did that cause it to trigger or whatever? But I, re- I just remember it went into a level that was unhealthy. So the first thing was he asked me how many sex partners I had at the time. And I feel like that question in itself is kind of like a degrading question because... Most men want it to be like zero or one, but at the time, like I was in college and like, it wasn't going to be that. (laughs) So long story short, I had more sex partners at the time than he did. And he just did not like that. So he would constantly bring that up. I remember one time he called me a hoe because of it. And like, he, like, this was an argument every other day. And it's like, bro, if that's how you feel, why are you even talking to me? So that was like the start of the verbal abuse. So him calling me a hoe like that really hit home. Cause I'm like, wow, he thinks I'm a hoe. That's crazy. Why are you with me? Was my thought process. And like me now, I never would have taken that treatment. Like I would never take that treatment now today, but then I'm like, this guy was so sweet to me. He was so nice to me. Like Maybe I did something wrong, maybe I can fix it. And I know a lot of people like in verbally abusive relationships or just normal, like abusive relationships feel like if I can just get that person that I met in the beginning, then I'll be okay. But the thing about it is you don't know who you got. You don't know if the person in the beginning was the representative and now you got the real person or the person in the beginning was them. And now you got this demon that's on them. And if you cast that boy out, then maybe we can get back to that beginning person, but you don't know. And in love, it's like, it's good in a healthy relationship. It's good to just have that norm, that neutral, that respect. But in a verbally abusive relationship, you don't have that respect. So you're constantly like questioning yourself. You're constantly wondering if the things they're saying are true because you care about their opinion. You care about how, what they think about you. But at the same time it's like you feel horrible you feel bad and you're just like why are they treating me like this so anyway so it started with the whole him calling me a hoe and then it went on to him being very critical of me like he would insult me he'd be like what you got on yuck like, i can laugh about it now because it's been so long ago and i'm so healed from it but Y'all, like, it made me feel horrible. I cried so much with him. Another thing he would do, he would do stuff like, he would call me to his house to hang out with him, just to not want to sit next to me. Like, he would, if I was sitting next to him, he would get up and go to the other couch, and then I would ask what's wrong, and he'll be like, he'll give me, like, the silent treatment, And then he knew that would bother me. So, like, I would start crying, and I'd walk out the room. And then when I start crying, he would come, and he would try to comfort me and be like, oh, you're too sensitive. That was just a joke. Like, what? (laughs) It's not a joke. Like, that's not funny. And then I remember being around his friends. He would, like, he would deliberately try to embarrass me. I remember once being around his friend, and I think he told his friend about, like, the sex, um, the sex partner thing and um we were arguing about it because he brought it up again mind you but at this time we had been dating for like two months this was like the sixth time we had this talk about this whole sex partner thing that I can't take back and it's kind of like if you think I'm a hoe, then why are you with me I don't understand so um he's in front of his friends and he's um arguing with me about that and I was just like whatever bruh and so I'm like, he said something. And I was like, bro, you lying. Like, what are you talking about? And then his friend came out of nowhere. I was like, men lie, women lie, but numbers don't lie. So basically saying like, you a hoe because of your numbers. And so immediately I just like left and just ran off somewhere. But this would go on and on and on. And like, I can't give you guys a consecutive order of things because again, it happened over a decade ago. So I can just remember the peaks of the situations, But I do want to talk about the signs of verbal abuse so you can recognize it. So what I experienced was name calling, I mean, him calling me a hoe, um, condescending, constantly trying to belittle me and make me feel stupid at all times, criticism, he would constantly criticize what I had on, how I wore my hair, like all of that stuff. And he would constantly accuse me of like, you, you're not trustworthy. Like I never gave him a reason not to trust me. Like never. Cause I'm, I've never cheated in a relationship like ever in life. So he would constantly be like, oh, I can't trust you. Like, nah, bro. Like, cause I already know what you be doing. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, you go out all the time. Like whatever, just all of this. So these are signs. If you're experiencing that, that means that you're in a ver- verbally abusive relationship, but other Signs are isolation and control, humiliation, threatening and intimidation, emotional manipulation. Like when people give you the silent treatment, people accuse you of things you know you didn't do. When people gaslight you, make you feel like you're crazy, but you know that you know that you're not crazy. Like, come on, people. So, um, we talk about mental health a lot, but are you taking charge of your mental health journey You already know I talk about going to therapy and how my therapist snatches my edges all the time, asking me questions that I would have never thought to ask myself, asking me questions that I've pondered on for years, (laughs) but I want that for you. I want growth for you. I want the best version of yourself because the only way to reach your goal, your potential, your destiny is to become the best version of yourself and let that begin with therapy. So let's start with Talkspace. Talkspace has a promotion right now where you can get a hundred dollars off your first month. All you need is the code Space. Yes, S P A C E space. Click the link in the description box to get talkspace right now today. Let's start 2023 off right. We out here. I already told y'all we out here. So get it right now. Click the link wherever you're listening Spotify, Apple, it's in the description box, even YouTube, get it right now. $100 off, like $100, that's a lot of money. Y'all better come get this. Come get this therapy. Come get this therapy. Yeah, I dealt with that at 20. And this is before people were talking about mental health or like being aware of verbal abuse. So I had no clue what I was going through. Now, when he came around my friends, my friends hated him. Like, they'd be like, why are you dating him? He's such a jerk. Like, they would literally say this all the time. And I'm just like... Well, he wasn't a jerk at first, and I'm just trying to get back to that, you know.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on brunch for mom,
0: all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 2.49 dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger Fresh for Everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: Person that I met. So long story short, if you guys tuned in last week, um he ended up breaking up with me when I went to do the Disney College program. And so when I went to do the Disney College program, I ended up meeting the guy who really made me feel beautiful and worthy and I know that was kind of God like showing me because back then I wasn't a Christian I wasn't grounded in God but he was still in my life like I always had like little inklings of him like God was showing me like you don't have to be treated like that you know you can there are men out here who are a complete opposite cuz dude was complete opposite of this jerk Michael right <laughs> so um when he broke up with me went to the Disney college programs ended up dating another guy um but then when I came back home I told y'all like me and the other guy who made me feel beautiful we separated so It was me still trying to go back and see, okay, what's up with this jerk? Now, you might ask, why would you do that? (laughs) Um, Again, one, I didn't know I had gone through a verbally abusive relationship. Two, I was desperate for love and attention and affection. And three, I felt like I needed to prove to him that I wasn't a hoe. I felt like I needed to prove to him everything he thought about me, said about me was wrong. I felt like that. And and when you're in an, a, a verbally abusive relationship or even emotionally abusive relationship, you feel like this person is accusing me of this thing and I know that they're wrong. I need to prove them wrong. But guess what? You cannot prove someone wrong who already has decided who you are who already has decided what box they're going to put you in, no matter if it's true or if it's not true. So stop trying. The best thing you can do is exit stage left. Like there's nothing you can do. And that's the unfortunate part about it. So I'm going to tell y'all this. The reason I would tell you, if you find yourself in a relationship like that, to get out immediately because it took me years. When I tell you years to overcome The criticism, the name-calling, the condescending, the beliefs that he put in my head. That thing, like when he called me a hoe, y'all, I thought I was. Like at one point, I feel like a piece of me even like being addicted to sex at one point when I used sex as a drug had a lot to do with that little voice in my head. Like you a hoe, sex is what you use as a drug, so you are actually a hoe. Like it took me Years And I'm talking like three to five years to stop even thinking or agreeing with that statement (laughs) and still holding on to him, trying to pop back into his life when I get more mature and better just to show him. And eventually, like I let it go and child, (laughs) when I finally like grew and healed from it And if you listen to my podcast from Tuesday, I talk about how God healed me from my brokenness because it was really only him. You know, he actually came back around. You know, they say, um, the Bible says that he will make your enemies uh, your footstool and that he will prepare a place in front of your enemies. I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not saying it exactly. But he came back into my life and it was so random. I think it was like on social media. And I'm like, you know what? i have forgiving him. I'm saved now. This is after I've, you know, gotten saved and I'm celibate now, whatever, whatever. So he comes back into my life and he's like, I want to get to know this new you. And so he's, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's just crazy how when people, when you grow Some people will still try to treat you like that past person that you were no matter how much you've grown don't allow that cut them off move on whatever so he he tried to come back into my life and i'm like all right cool so he invites me to a birthday party when i get to the party um he's like he he's there with a young lady he's telling me he's dating again i have no feelings for him i don't care like whatever so he's there with her and whatever whatever so afterwards he's like hey you know let's hang out no i forgot one part so the next week he facetimes me and he's in oh i skipped the whole part y'all i'm so sorry like i'm all over the place it's because it's been so long i can't remember so i remember remember i told y'all before i left for the disney college program he was working at jc penny when i came back i have no idea what happened in his life but he started balling like I don't know what he does I think he was like in investing before like it was a fad but he had money like he was driving a Beamer he lived in this really dope condo in like the East Atlanta area like he made it and he was like rubbing that in my face so fast-forward when he came back into my life years later he was still he still had it and I was like proud of him because I know like his family leans on him a lot and he is the man of the house or whatever whatever so I'm like, whatever. So fast forward after the birthday dinner, after I see he has a girl now, I'm again, I'm not tripping, I'm not bothered, I'm so unbothered. So <laughs> he hits me up on Facetime, and he's at a jewelry store. He's like, oh yeah, I'm trying to get my girl something. I want to show you this, uh, this watch. I'm gonna, I'm thinking about getting her this, um, this Rolex and all this stuff. So basically, he's trying to make me jealous. He's trying to get a reaction out of me, but there's no reaction to get because i'm over you dude (laughs) like i'm over you dude like you can test me all you want but i'm over you so i tell him i was like oh yeah that was cute whatever whatever so i was like yeah okay cool but i got a client coming in so i'm gonna call you back so hung up the phone a week later he's like you still haven't invited me to see your new place like what's up with that like whatever i was like you come through i don't care so he comes over we're chilling we're watching tv we're at two ends of the couch because like buddy it ain't what you think like whatever and so now he knows my journey like i've told him like i'm saved now i've been celibate at the time i think it was like i have been celibate for like a year over a little over a year you know this is what it is boom so <laughs> so he looks at me and he's just like honestly this is the woman i always wanted like the woman you are now like you're so sure of yourself i just love that and if you guys listen to um how god healed my brokenness i mentioned this and he's like, yeah, the woman that you are now is taking. He's He's going to say it's taking everything in me not to try you. Excuse me? Dude, you can try me all you want. You're not going to get nowhere because I don't want you. <laughs> like, you're disgusting to me, actually. So anyway, um, <laughs> so he leaves a week later. This is when he tried my entire life, and then I was like, yeah, you blocked boot buddy. Mind y'all. I'm celibate. I told him I'm celibate. You got a girl, I know. He calls, I don't know what they buying this audacity from. This man calls me out of nowhere, talking about, hey, I wanna have a threesome. Well, good for you. I don't know what that has to do with me. Oh, I was just wondering, like, if you wanna do it. Dude, I told you I've been celibate for like over a year. Oh, you was for real? Yes, I was I was for real. I don't, I'm not doing that. I don't even, no. Oh, I just thought, I don't care what you thought. I told you that I was celibate, because I am. What are you talking about? <sighs> so, I politely got him up off the phone, didn't yell, didn't scream, didn't get out of character, talked to him at the same level I'm talking to you, and I blocked that fool. I blocked him. So, mind you, my, my number been the same since I was 14. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I block him. And I don't even think I blocked him. Matter of fact, because I block people when I feel like they're going to interrupt my peace. But at that point, he couldn't interrupt my peace because he had no control over my emotions. So, I didn't block him. But he kept calling me. He called me, like, every other day for, like, a month and I did not answer the phone. He even sent me a text like, "Oh, I see you're not talking to me." And I'm like, "You absolutely right, cuz you tried my entire life. Why would I talk to you?" So, <laughs> that was that. So, it was just crazy. And then eventually like fast forward, he sent he sent um a message to me like a year later on Inst- on Facebook talking about Hey, I haven't heard from you, you know, since that incident or whatever. Like, I was really trying to get to know the new you, but I guess you don't want me to know her, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, you're trying my entire life about the celibacy. Like, what? He was just like, well, I mean, back in the day, you used to say that you was, like, going to be celibate, but that, and blah, blah. I'm like, dude, I was 20. I'm in my 30s now. What are we talking about? Can you get from over there? He was just like, well, I still love you. Alexa, play uh, Tina Turner. What's the love got to do with it? (laughs) Because who cares? Who cares? But it was really just... It it showed me, one, he was never that nice guy that I met in the beginning. He was always this jerk that he's always been for 97% of my life of knowing him. Two... He did not care about me, he cared about control. He just wanted me back in his control. He wanted to be able to get some sort of reaction out of me, but I wasn't having it because I had no emotions attached to him. You can't get a reaction out of me when I don't care about you, sir. So that was another thing it showed me. And three, it just showed me that God can heal you from anything. He can truly help you overcome. Truly, 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 when they say the best revenge is living well, it is. Because a lot of times we want to get revenge by, oh, I'm going to show them. Oh, I'm going to bust the windows out their car. Oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. But for a person like that, doing X, Y, and Z wasn't going to phase him. If I bust his window, flatten his tires, he was just going to prove to himself, yeah, I knew she was crazy. Yeah, I knew she was this. Yes, I knew she was that. Or me trying to prove or, like, rub something in his face. Oh, yeah, she's just doing that because she still like me. The best revenge I got was being unbothered. (laughs) Like, fully being unbothered by him calling me, trying to rub it in my face that he's buying her Rolex, by him, um... Trying to saying he's gonna try me and me having no emotion to that by him asking me for a threesome when I should have cussed him out, but like having no emotion over that, not blowing up, for him coming out of nowhere talking about I love you for me not running back into his arms, like all of these things unbothered. Best revenge, living well. So I wanna say all that. Um one, I just definitely if you are in a if this relationship sounds like something you're going through currently please do yourself a favor and exit they are not the person that you met in the beginning they are the person they're showing you right now um two you can get out of it you can heal uh three there is definitely better out there you do not have to accept that. like you do not have to accept this raggedy rugged buffoonery. get up out and get up out now and there is hope to overcome like you can get out of this like I never at twenty when I was dating him or right after we were done when I was battling the mindset that thinking that I was whole a hoe, like I am now over almost six years celibate. I I never would have thought that I could have get gotten to the person that I am now, to the place that I am now. So it's always redemption. There's always redemption power. There's always time or a chance for restoration. So never sell yourself short or think that it can't be. So bye till next time. So happy to talk to you guys about this today. And that is my story time for the week.